Ministries, where our highest priority is making God real in your life. You can visit us online at womanatthewellministries.org. Now sit down with us as we look to the scriptures to learn more about God and to strengthen our daily walk with Jesus Christ. In our current series, we are walking through the Psalms, focusing not only on what they say, but also on how they are an expression of worship. We're noting how the Psalms encourage us to praise God for who he is and what he has done. We point out the greatness of God and recognize his faithfulness to us in times of trouble. In other words, we praise God, learn of him, and celebrate his goodness. Thank you for joining us in this podcast of Women at the Well Ministries as Kim and Erica have a conversation as we walk through the scriptures, focusing today on Psalms 40. Hello, and thank you for joining us in this podcast of Women at the Well Ministries. I am Kim Miller alongside Erica Close. Hello, everyone. And we are so excited that you're going to be spending the next few minutes with us as we take a walk through Psalms chapter 40. Erica, do you want to read the first half of it, and I'll read the second half? Sure. Psalms 40. I waited patiently for the Lord, and he inclined unto me and heard my cry. He brought me up also out of an horrible pit, out of the miry clay, and set my feet upon a rock, and established my goings. And he hath put a new song in my mouth, even praise unto our God. Many shall see it, and fear, and shall trust in the Lord. Blessed is that man that maketh the Lord his trust, and respecteth not the proud, nor such as turn aside to lies. Many, O Lord my God, are thy wonderful works which thou hast done, and thy thoughts which are to usward, that cannot be reckoned up in order unto thee. If I would declare and speak of them, they are more than can be numbered. Sacrifice and offering thou didst not desire, mine ears hast thou opened, Burnt offering and sin offering hast thou not required. Then said I, Lo, I come. In the volume of the book it is written of me. I delight to do thy will, O my God. Yea, thy law is within my heart. I have preached righteousness in the great congregation. Lo, I have not refrained my lips. O Lord, thou knowest. I have not hid thy righteousness within my heart. I have declared thy faithfulness and thy salvation. I have not concealed thy loving kindness and thy truth from the great congregation. Withhold not thou thy tender mercies from me, O Lord. Let thy loving kindness and thy truth continually preserve me. For innumerable evils have compassed me about. Mine iniquities have taken hold upon me so that I am not able to look up. They are more than the hairs of mine head, therefore my heart felleth me. Be pleased, O Lord, to deliver me. O Lord, make haste to help me. Let them be ashamed and confounded together that seek after my soul to destroy it. Let them be driven backward and put to shame that wish me evil. 
Let them be desolate for a reward of their shame that say unto me, Aha, aha. Let all those that seek thee rejoice and be glad in thee. Let such as love thy salvation say continually, The Lord be magnified. But I am poor and needy, yet the Lord thinketh upon me. Thou art my help and my deliverer. Make no tearing, O my God. I absolutely just love this psalm. I I really do love all the psalms. But I love this psalm because I feel like this one starts out with David saying, look at what the Lord has done for me. I think he's just saying this is an opportunity for me to explain what the Lord has done and to kind of lay it out for everybody. So he says, you know, I waited patiently for the Lord and he inclined unto me and he heard my cry. You know, when the Lord inclines unto us, he, he bends towards us. He gets closer to us. And David says that the Lord heard him. And then verse two of this psalm is such a, a incredible illustration of, I think, just a horrible sadness. It says, you know, he brought me up also out of a horrible pit out of the miry clay, and set my feet upon a rock. I think all of us, when we read that verse, get quite the image of somebody literally being like pulled from a mud hole. And perhaps David did get pulled from a mud hole, but I think all of us can can imagine what that would feel like. Well, every born-again believer has to know what that feels like mm-hmm. because when we are in sin, we're in a miry pit, yep. and we are in a pit that we can't get out of ourselves. The only way we can get out of the pit of sin is for the Lord to deliver us. And so beyond the fact that we get ourselves in jams and, and weird things during our life, We all who have come to the knowledge of Jesus Christ as our Savior and have placed our faith in him realize deep within our soul that he raised us from the pits of hell and he raised us from the effects of sin and sin doesn't have any more dominion over us. And so that second verse of Psalms chapter 40 really helps us see what God has done. And then what you see in verse 3 is this amazing witness that we have because God has put a new song in our hearts and in our mouth, and we have praise unto our God, and it says that many shall see it and fear and trust in the Lord. That shows us that that 2 Corinthians 5.17 that says that we put old things away and all things have become new and that we're new creatures in Christ is a way of God transforming us, like we're told in Romans 12.1 and 2, where he renews our mind and transforms us into a being that was once sinful and wicked and in darkness that this transformation is something that those around us see, and they don't just see it, it draws them to Jesus. And so we are the light of the world, as we're told in Matthew chapter 5. But what happens is this verse in Psalms 40 comes right after we realize that the psalmist David is talking about all that God has done for him. And because of that, people see in him a change. And because of his life for Jesus, others are brought to him. We are the witness of who God is by the life we live. And I think as part of our witness, you know, verse 3 says, you know, that he's praising God and many shall see it. You know, David is clearly one who testifies specifically to what the Lord has done in his life. 
And I love at the end of two when, you know, he's, the Lord sets his feet upon a rock. And if we think about, like, the difference between, like, standing on rocks and standing on clay, there's nothing secure, right, about standing on clay. And when, when we're standing on a solid rock, right, it's solid. And, and, it, and I love that the end of that verse is, and he established my goings. I just love the strength that that tells us that we have when we have that faith in Jesus. But the fact that he established his goings means that he changed who he was, and now he's going after the Lord. He's following after the Lord's path. He's doing what the Lord is asking him to do. And we see in verse four that he says that that person is blessed who puts their trust in the Lord, who doesn't believe in the lies around them, who doesn't respect someone because of their position, but that they are, they are not turned aside on any way by anything other than who God is in their life. And he is showing you that God has heard his cry, and he's waited patiently with him. And when we go on into verse 5, they, David talks about the many wonderful works which the Lord has done. And I love that he says, you know, basically you can't even, you can't even count them, and they're, they're more that can be numbered. I love that David has this understanding of just how, number one, personal God is, but how God is completely intricately involved in every single aspect of David's life and the works that the Lord has done in David's life and in the life, you know, of others are more than can ever be not be numbered or even be understood or imagined. But those works are always happening. God is working things out continually for David's good. And he talks about in six, how he doesn't require sacrifice of him or burn offerings because it's all about what God has done. It's mm-hmm. nothing about what David could possibly do to redeem himself. And then he says in verse 8, what all of us should be able to say, he says, I delight to do thy will. And then he says, oh, my God. I mean, very personal. And he says, thy law is within my heart. He has hid his word in his heart, and he has come to know the Lord for who he is. And the Lord has done such a work in him that he just delights to follow him. And he delights to talk about it because the next few verses, like verse nine, I've preached righteousness in the great congregation. I have not refrained my lips. Lord, you know, right? Oh Lord, thou knowest. Like you know that I have continually spoken to these things. I have not hid thy righteousness within my heart. He didn't hide that the Lord had changed his heart. Right. Right. He didn't hide it. He let everybody know. He says in the end of verse 10, I've declared thy faithfulness and thy salvation. I have not concealed thy loving kindness and thy truth from the great congregation. Like David didn't hold back. He made sure everybody knew his life and his words, his speech and his actions completely declared what the Lord had done in his heart. And thus David was called by God as a man after his own heart. He delighted in the will of the Lord to do the will of the Lord. He had put the law in his heart. He had preached about what God had done for him, how God had loved him, and he is speaking to the Lord, don't hold that tender mercies from me, and let your loving kindness preserve me. 
Let your truth continually preserve me. In other words, let me always be found in your presence, delighting in your law, following after your ways. And then and only then will we have this perfect protection, this preservation to be who God would have us to be, to live the life that he would have us to do. And he will protect us from our enemy. And I think that David, you know, he's really clearly, you know, he has his verses about how I'm not going to hold back. I'm going to let everybody know. I'm going to make sure everybody knows what you've done. And then, like you said, he goes into that, that more like prayerful time, right? Don't withhold your tender mercies. And in verse 12, he says, you know, innumerable evils have compassed me about. Like, I'm declaring your righteousness. And I've got a target on my back. The devils are after me. Exactly. Things are still you know, happening. So many things have taken a hold of me. I'm not able to look up. They're more than the hairs on my head. So David really, you know, lays it all out there, lays out who God is, lays out, you know, his actions towards God, what he's going to do, the fact that he is declaring all these things. And he's saying, and Lord, still I have situations, but I'm going to praise you and love you and delight to do your will. And he says, be pleased, O Lord, to deliver me, make haste to help me. See, he wasn't expecting a life of no trouble because he loved the Lord. But he had confidence that when trouble came, the Lord would deliver him and do it quickly. Because he knew the character of God. Like, it's really clear, you know, everything that he has shared thus far is about who God is and God's character and what God has done, you know, in his life. And he knew to go to the Lord and to ask him. And for that, I think he should be commended. And a lot of us, we, we don't go to the Lord when we need to. We don't seem to be the first thing on our heart and our mind. And we also tend to run from him when trouble comes. Somehow we think we're immune to trouble because we love the Lord. That is not at all the case. And the psalmist David is clear here. He, he loved him, and he was in the center of his will, and he was his delight, and the devil didn't like that, and he's coming about him, and he goes to the Lord, and he says, let all those around me be ashamed and confounded or confused that seek after my soul to destroy it. Let them be driven backward and put to shame that wish me evil. Do what you do, Lord. Be who you are. And let them see the truth, which is going to continually preserve him, he says. Let them be desolate for reward of their shame that they say unto me, aha, aha. If you're making fun of me, you just wait because the Lord's going to show up and he's going to deliver me. And Lord, let them see you in all of his glory. That's what I see in that. And then when he gets to verse 16, let all those that seek thee rejoice and be glad in thee. So he contrasts with those that are after him. And then he says, how about all of those that seek you? Those are the people that should be rejoicing. Not the people that are doing the evil, right? But those that seek thee should be rejoice and be glad in thee, right? They should be glad in who God is. Be glad in God's character. Not glad in the situations, but glad in who God is. Let such as, such as love thy salvation say continually the Lord be magnified. I love it that those that love their salvation. When's the last time you really just thanked God for your salvation? When you just really stopped and reflected on what it meant to be redeemed from the pit 
the horrible pit out of the miry clay and set on the solid rock that we see in verse 2. I think Christians should probably read this, this Psalm 40 pretty often because it so. is a tremendous lesson in how we should live our lives. And it closes up with verse 17 that says, But I am poor and needy, yet the Lord thinketh upon me. I mean, compared to him, I don't care how rich you think you are. I don't care how talented you may be. I don't care what success may have been given you. It has all come from the mighty hand of God. And even at that, you are minuscule compared to the greatness of God. Yet he thinketh upon me. Thou art my help and my deliverer. Make no tearing, O oh my God. Again, it's so personal, and he doesn't care to ask him to come quickly because he has the confidence that God is there. What a wonderful time we have had in Psalms 40. I love this verse, and I love what it has expounded in my heart and helped me to see and to understand. And it's our prayer that as you are walking through Psalms with us and taking a good look at what the psalmist David has written for each of us to look as examples and to understand and to learn more about God, that you are drawing closer to him. We would love for you to contact us through our website or our app and just let us know what God is doing in your life. Continue to pray for us as we continue to pray for you and remember that you are loved. Jesus loves you. Thank you all for joining us today in this program of Woman at the Well Ministries. We pray that it has been a blessing to you and we encourage you to reach out to us through our website or our Facebook page. You can find us at watwm.org and at facebook.com watwm, where you will find devotions and many additional Bible resources to enhance your personal walk with God. Woman at the Well Ministries is a nonprofit organization dedicated to serving our Heavenly Father and it is through your loving and generous support that our ministry continues to bless others. If you would like to partner with Women at the Well Ministries, please visit our website at watwm.org. We would like to thank the gospel group Fudge Creek for letting us play their hit song, Happy Girl. Greatly appreciate your prayers. Know that we pray for our listeners. Remember that God loves you, and you are loved.
happy girl.